Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Five zero three four one seven seventy five seventy five is the number. If you want to give to the BFT Foundation, you want to be part of the success of today's event. Uh, that's where you go. I want to give a shout out to the team at Alpha Media. I said this on yesterday's show, and I mean it. Um, you know, Lisa Decker with Alpha Media, Bob Prophet with Alpha Media. Uh, thank them especially for the continued support over the years. I sent Lisa a note this morning and said, you know, not all media entities over the years that I've been involved with have bought in the way that Alpha has. And they have allowed the platform for this uh, to happen. They have uh, donated a $5,000 uh, advertising package. So if there's a, a small business owner out there that wants to bid, on some advertising and launch a campaign on this show and uh, you know you can do that while uh, while essentially uh, donating to the kids of the Bald Face Truth Foundation but I, I am grateful for the platform that they give to this nonprofit and the fact that they allow us to kind of spend a day every year raising money and awareness and letting people get involved. But if you want to see those auction items, you want to bid on the advertising package, go to bftauction.com. All right, our next guest uh, is the co-coach of the year in the Pac-12 Conference. I think it's well-deserved. I think uh, Jonathan Smith did a hell of a job this season, but I think the work probably of he and his staff has been a build that has started you know, four or five years ago, really, with that first season at Oregon State where he went 2-10. and 10. And I thought about it yesterday when we had Jack Coletto on the show and over the season where we have Jaden Grant on this show that, you know, these were guys that saw the transformation and participated in the transformation themselves. And for fans and observers who have been here, um, it's been remarkable. To watch it because a lot of coaches and a lot of programs will talk about growth and they'll talk about building something and then you know they, they're not they're not really moving but I saw movement and and momentum and I continue to see momentum and he's fresh off a plane he just landed at the airport and he is calling in is he are you still on the plane right now <laughs> just got off man I'm walking around PDX right now uh, headed to Headed to my car, so it worked out good to catch up yeah. with you. But good, good to have you on. Hey, congratulations! Congratulations on co-coach of the year. I mean, come on, yeah. like, it's not why you get in it, but that's it's nice when they're handing out those honors. There's no question. I think it's a reflection of those players you mentioned, uh, Jaden, Jack, and a bunch of guys, this coaching staff, and there's no question we we've progressed and. And Caitlin, the board did a phenomenal job this year, too, so that was well-deserved. 
did you exchange messages with Kalen DeBoer? You know, get, did you go like, a, hey, congrats, congrats? Or was there any kind of back and forth with you guys? <laughs> you know, there was. Well, not yet. I'm sure we'll bump into each other. I, I should have probably texted him. I, I was thinking about texting sarcastically, saying, hey, I might have won the thing if I didn't vote for the guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting because you got to vote for two. Uh, do you mind sharing if if he was one of your votes? You know, who were your two picks? Do you mind sharing that? Well, there's a yeah, yeah. You know, he was definitely one. Um, and there's a lot of candidates this year. I'm not going to go through the whole quarterback who I voted for this type of thing. But uh, you know, I think with Lincoln Riley, what he did in year one, both those guys were phenomenal. Obviously, after watching the game, you can make a strong argument. Kyle Winningham continues to be top-notch. I think Dan Lanning did some great things. Year one, I think about these guys in year one. Obviously, our experience is totally different. Um, but there was a, a lot of good coaching going on this year. Yeah, I think it's an interesting time. And, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but, you know, Kyle Whittingham's like the uh, the old man in the sea. He's been there longer than anybody. But you're, you're tied for second when it comes to tenure. Is that weird for you? Like, it doesn't feel like you've been here that long. Yeah, well, uh, obviously the coach saw taking off, and I do. I don't know if I'm tied for second. I think Wilcox has got me by a year. Okay. So, but yeah, I'm I'm all I'm getting a little bit older in in this thing, and there's some new faces in the. I can't wait till these coaches meetings in May, man. We get some new faces, new personalities to <laughs> to get to know. What is it like uh, when you get in those coaching meetings? Is you know, do you guys? Is it cordial? You guys know each other well. Is there? Is there good good camaraderie because you go through some of the same stuff? What's that like? Yeah, it's cordial, no question. I mean, sitting in the head coach's seat, you know, these guys deal with some of the things that obviously I do. So it, I've enjoyed it, man. I've gotten a lot out of it. I appreciated David Shaw from day one, um, asking him his thoughts on handling things and how he did it. And obviously year one, Chris Peterson's in the room. Mike Leach is in the room. Um, and now, like I said, we've progressed into – some more and more guys. I enjoy hanging with Dan and Chip Kelly. I know Justin really well back in the day. So, yeah, it's cordial, good discussions, a couple laughs. Uh, I look forward to getting together with those guys. All right. Uh, you got out on the road pretty quickly after the last regular season game, and you began recruiting, and I think you've, you've, you've been in Kansas and Florida and Texas and all over the place. What is it like for you to have nine wins in your pocket while you're recruiting? Oh, it's yeah, it's huge, man. People taking notice and um, getting in these homes, the excitement, going to these high schools, and people talking about, hey, I watched this game, I watched that, great year. Um, so, yeah, ton of momentum makes it makes it fun to do. I enjoy this part of it, getting, around, getting on the turf as the recruits were chasing and getting in their homes and talking with mom and dad and that kind of thing. And so kind of wraps up for me today. we got practice in the morning. I'm going to do one more flight in the afternoon. Go see one more one more guy, and then we're locked in on the Gators. All right, so bowl game, uh, Vegas Bowl, SEC opponent. Um, it's not just getting to a bowl game now. It, it's about winning a bowl game, isn't it? Without question. Hopefully we've got a learning experience from last year. You know, we got a lot in front of us. I mean, this is a big game. The opportunity to win 10 games, SEC, awesome venue, counting on Beaver Nation showing up in a big way next weekend. I mean, shoot, it's easy to catch flights to Vegas. Come on down for the weekend. Um so awesome atmosphere, still a ton to accomplish, and really send out these last you know, the seniors the right way. Really proud of that group. Like you mentioned, some of these guys been been here since 2018, and want to put that note on them that they're going out with 10 wins. 
Yeah, getting a 10-win season, uh, you think about that as a benchmark. You know, and I know at the beginning of the year, you said, when I said what was your goal, you said you wanted to win them all and get to Vegas. Guess what? You got to Vegas in a different way, and you uh, you go 9-3, and three, which is not bad at all, and you have a chance to get to 10. What would 10 wins mean to the program? Yeah, it'd be huge. I mean, that's a, that's a benchmark. I mean, you know, 9's a, a good season, and, and 10 separates things a little bit. And, and you know, you always got the coach in you, and we've got a couple – flip out of our hands. Of course, we got fortunate at the end of a couple wins, too, so there's some back and forth there. Um, but I do. I want to play a great game, play our best football at the end of the year. Got a bunch of respect this program. They got some players. Their scheme's tough. You know, it's the SEC. Uh, and so for the opportunity, Oregon State, Pac-12, play a team like that, win, 10 wins, all of that is, is something we're chasing and would mean a ton. All right. Let, I didn't get a chance to really have you on after the rivalry game with Oregon, and it was it was uh, remarkable to see you guys impose your will at the end of that game, and you know what what how did that feel to you to kind of just put the hands the ball in the hands of your offense and they couldn't stop you. Well, you know, you got it. We got the ball in our hands in opportune times, field position wise. And there's no question, the whole line took over and the run game did. Defense had a huge stop on fourth down. Special teams play. You know, just college football is a long game, and it did not feel good. I'll tell you, it started that second half. We turned the ball over freaking twice, uh, get down three scores. But I did feel like there was enough time if we could get a quick score, and we did in the third quarter, get the crowd back into it, had some opportunities, and then it, it, it totally the momentum swung, and, and these guys finished the deal. It was interesting because the, that was the kind of game that you, you lost last year, a close game. You had to finish it, you know, and – you know, you, you played well enough in other games, but that was the kind of game that didn't go your way, and so there's growth there. How do you parlay that into next season while you're also losing some, some veteran guys? Yeah, each year's going to be new. I mean, the guys that are returning next year, we get along from all experiences, hopefully gain some confidence from all experiences. I mean, even think about this year, you know, that game, our defense needs to come up with a stop. It's first goal on the five. is about three minutes left. Uh, and they come up with a huge stop on fourth down and, and turn the ball over. Earlier games, we've given up the lead, right? We had the lead against FC, three minutes left, couldn't get that done. We pinned UW inside of their own five, about five minutes left. They go 95 yards and kick a field goal more or less as time expires. You know, even Fresno, we took the lead. They take it right back, and obviously we finished it. So it was a, a huge step that we needed to clear of having the lead at the end and, and getting the stop to win the game. Transfer portal, 1,000 players in there. How do you... How do you uh, balance that in your mind? Like, I think we all think it's good for kids to have options, but how do you retain your guys, and how active do you guys want to be in grabbing talent out of the portal? Yeah, uh, you focus on both of them, you know, retaining your guys. I do think our guys are excited to, you know, what we've created around here, their experiences they're having, they're growing, developing. Um, but, it, you know, every situation for each individual is not the same, and there's some good opportunities for players to – you know, maybe play some more or the fit isn't exactly right. Um, on the flip side of it, yeah, we've got some things next year, depending on a couple of decisions guys make on you know, going to the NFL or not, we're going to need need to continue to fill our roster in unique ways, you know, with the, the walk-on piece, high school scholarships, junior college, and the transfer portal. And we'll be, we're definitely checking it and seeing and talking to some guys. Got to use it uh, because it's available. Damian Martinez had a great second half of this season, just dominant. 
looks like a guy that you could build around next year. Um, you know, I know that you don't have control over collectives, but how, how concerned are you about him being that, you know, he's a Texas kid, you know, some other school or some other collective coming after him? Uh, you know, how, how good do you feel about Damien? Yeah, we're aware of it. I mean, he has a big-time year, and he's not alone. we got some other younger players in this day and age in college football. Um, you know, on our end, from the you know, program-wise, we're trying to make his experience as best as possible, and he's taking advantage of it. I do think he's generally really happy at this place. Um, but that's something you got to be aware of in, in this day and age. And it's not just our place, but all across college football. You're yeah. good players that have some eligibility. Um, you're aware that what can take place potentially. All right, today we are raising money for the BFT Foundation, and it helps kids in art, music, education, athletics. Um, you know, as an elementary school kid or a junior high school kid, what was important to Jonathan Smith? Was it just sports, or were you into music or art or drama? What did you do? Okay, well, for sure it's the sports thing. I like the neighborhood. You know, I know I let inter intertween to the yeah. football and, yep. you know, two-hand two touch football. My parents pushed me hard music when I was young, young piano, played the trumpet, and then they gave me an opportunity to stop. And, of course, I was 11 years old, and I stopped. I regret that to this day because I still can't sit down and, like, play a, play an instrument. I wish I would have wish would have done that. Uh, do you, do you so, think, yeah, like those if, are the kind of activities. Do, like, if the marching band handed you a trumpet, could you – do you at least know how to hold it? Could you play a note? Like – what what would you be able to do? <laughs> I might be I might be able to hold it. Could not play a note. It takes some work now to be able to produce the sound in those. I know. Trumpet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got nothing. I can't read music. I may sit down on the piano. I got no chance. But hey, I can still the rest of my life here. I can. You're always trying to grow and improve. That'd be something I wouldn't mind picking up, yeah. YouTubing it or something. Yeah, because you could do like the national anthem and then kick off the game and coach <laughs> the game. You could be like a trumpet guy. I don't know if I'd get to that stage, yeah. But maybe when I'm at the house by myself and trying to relax, if I could function on the piano, it would be pretty sweet. You know, I thought of you because last night I thought the Giants were getting Aaron Judge, and it turns out he goes back to the Yankees. So as a Dodger fan, you, br you breathe a sigh of relief that Aaron Judge is not in the NL West? Well, yeah, 100 well, unless he was going to be on the Dodgers because we've lost some guys now. Cody's gone, Trey Turner. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, 100% I'm glad he's not in San I was bummed about that. All right, good luck to you. Congrats on the uh, Coach of the Year. You deserve it. Uh, I think it was a, it's a great regular season. Really eager to see you guys get uh, a shot at Florida in the 10th win. It'll be fun to watch. Yep. Well, you'll be watching from Vegas, right? You're coming on down? I am. Uh, <laughs> you always, I was just there. You know, I was there for the Utah-USC game. Uh, and... We're going to make your money back, man. You, gotta, you know, Probably didn't go just... great for you. You can come on back in a couple weeks and make back. I should just stay there. Like, my wife would really go for that. Like, I'll just stay there two, three weeks, you know? She'd be real happy yeah. about that. <laughs> With the Thank kids, you. too. Yeah, I know. Jonathan, okay, good, good job. I'll see you, man. Thank you. Thanks. See you. There, there he is from PDX. Carpet under his feet. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State coach. I love that. He said he might have won the Coach of the Year award outright if he, did, if he didn't vote for Kalen DeBoer. How about that? Jonathan Smith uh, and Kalen DeBoer share that award. I'm not with the people who are saying, oh, they shouldn't share the award. This is like a tie. If the coaches voted that way, I don't really see the logic in, in separating the vote. This isn't like a participation trophy. It's just this is the way the coaches voted. They were deadlocked on Jonathan Smith and Kalen DeBoer. And I think you can make a case 
You can make a case for Jonathan Smith winning it. You could say, hey, he did more with less. You can make a case for Kalen DeBoer. You say, hey, he beat Jonathan Smith head-to-head. But then the, the Beaver fam would go, no, no, but he, he beat him at Husky Stadium by three. And, you know, so neutral site rematch? I don't know. So why not just say, hey, right, you're co-coach of the year. That's the way the coaches had it in the way they saw it. It's not the first time it's happened. Uh, I think it's pretty remarkable. For those of you interested, just 12 minutes left in the BFT Foundation Radiothon and Auction. Just 12 minutes left for those of you who are uh, interested in the auction items. You can go to bftauction.com. You can check those out right now. If you want to jump on the Trailblazers courtside seats, the Oregon Ducks, Portland State VIP sideline passes, this is an auction item that should, I think should be going for a little more. The current high bid is $600 for two sideline passes to the University of Oregon home football game at Autzen Stadium next season against Portland State. It's the season opener on September 3rd or September 2nd at Autzen Stadium. You get two sideline passes. You stand on the sideline. You watch the players and team. You get to see the action up close. If you've not been on the sideline at a major college football game, go to bftauction.com and check out that auction lot because that is special. That is a Christmas gift for somebody, dream come true for somebody. Uh, also, the Hillsborough Hops VIP adventure throughout the first pitch at a Hillsborough Hops game. Next season, you get you and uh, four friends get to go to the game, get to go in the club level. You get to go to the buffet, all you can eat. And then uh, ultimately you get to throw, somebody gets to throw out the first pitch. That would be a great Christmas gift as well. Uh, there are 12, 13 auction items still up for bid that will close in the next 11 minutes. BFTauction.com if you want to bid on those. If you'd like to just make a tax-deductible donation, you can go to uh, baldfacetruth.org and do that, or you can call our volunteers who are standing by right now. 503-417-7575. You got the BFT. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.